Hello, listeners. I wanted to give a brief shout-out and thank our podcast sponsor, Podcorn. What is Podcorn? Podcorn is a marketplace connecting podcasters to sponsorship opportunities such as host-read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. With Podcorn, there is no middleman. Podcasters of all sizes can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform, set their own rates, and collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities. We just joined the network and are already starting to see what opportunities there are for our podcast. It really works. I know we've been talking about it for some time, getting advertising on the Lords of Grantham, and here we are. We've made it. You never give up, give up any rights to your podcast, and Podcorn is here to support you at every step and ensure you're protected and compensated for the work that you do for brands. The Market Police mission is to give podcasters transparency, creative freedom, and full control of how and when you monetize. Click on the link in our show notes to sign up to Podcorn and start browsing sponsorship opportunities. Now on to the Lords of Grantham podcast. I'm Laura Linney, and this is Masterpiece Classic. Last time on the Lords of Grantham podcast, we watched Season 5, Episode 5 of Downton Abbey. In that episode, Robert did what he had to do. He laid the smackdown on Mr. Bricker, because Mr. Bricker was hitting on Cora, and Robert wasn't going to stand for it. It was great. <laughs> Edith, uh, she succeeded in tearing apart the Druze uh, because of Marigold. You know, how that goes. Well, this week in our hop-skop, hop-skip you know, path through Downton Abbey, we're hopping to Season 3, Episode 1. And for the last time in in a, in a little bit, we're we're back talking about Downton Abbey. <laughs> you you start off like making it sound like it was more final than than it should be. We're, we're, we've done a, a month or so of recapping Downton and mm-hmm. we've gone as far as we can take it for now we gotta give it a break we, we, there's other shows for us to cover you know we can only recap Downton episodes that we've already recapped so much uh, but we're circling back to one that one of our listeners asked us to, to watch which is season 3 episode 1 the wedding of Matthew and Mary yeah and after last week's season 5 episode 5 mm-hmm. I'm happy to be back in season 3 there's a lot of fun stuff going on here. Yeah, a lot, a lot of good fun stuff, and uh, we'll get to that in a moment. But uh, you know what may surprise some of the listeners, just to start off, is yes, there was an ad at the top of this episode. We're we're trying to work on this. You know, we've we've talked about how we wanted to try and and see if there's opportunities for us to, you know, help support us just hosting the the podcast. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we're always forever working to do because storage fees aren't cheap. Uh, so we've taken on a couple ads. I don't know if we can say you can expect ads every week on the podcast, but it's something we're, we're working on to try and have. And it won't be anything intrusive. It'll just be a minute at the top of the pod, if that. So, just so you know, it's a thing. Yeah, and we're, and we're not gonna we're not gonna endorse anything that we don't believe in ourselves. And <laughs> well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We need people who actually agree to uh, us endorsing them. <laughs> so, well, it, well, if if. If we get a, a, approached by like some CBD company, neither of us are kind of swords of that at all. We're not going to say, sure, give us the money, unless we know what's going on. Right. I mean, 
beggars. I just can't use be that as an example. We're going because... to choose within our means. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to choose can. within our means with stuff that we like. And it, you're not going to see us doing, you know, every single generic ad read or promo code that we can do. We're going right. to pick accordingly. You can say that now. We'll, we'll see. We'll see if, if the people are. Uh, oh, I mean, I'll, I'll sell out the second that you give me the opportunity. But we're still small time in the, in the advertisers' world. I mean, just to be just to be honest, it's not easy get, getting advertising for these pod, podcasts unless you're like a, a big entity or I have a devoted, large devoted audience. We have a devoted audience, and we, we appreciate you. But uh, no, it's not easy, and you really have to make a strong case for why you should be uh, advertised or you know carry some advertising and. Yeah, we'll see what if we can get any more. So you know, we're just riding the wave for when we can ride it right now. Yeah, but spe- and speaking of getting more, okay, I'm I'm circling back to something that we talked about last week and we talked about the week before. Mm-hmm. A man. Do you know yeah. what man I'm talking about? John C. I mean, who else could you be talking about? Young John Peg. C. Elmore, aka Young Peg. Mm-hmm. I told you I'd keep the count. Last week, the man had 333 followers on Instagram, and I think it's safe to say he got the Lords of Grantham bump. He's okay. up to 336. So three people listening to this podcast. Thank you. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and all I got to say is, look, you want you want John C. and the Lords to collaborate? Keep that number bumping. I looked for him on Twitter. I wanted to add him on Twitter. He's not on Twitter. So... We want Young Peg on, but we want Young Peg to, to feel the, the power of the Lord to grant them listeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get those wheels in motion soon. Um, Any news? Oh, there's some, there's some there's down news, movie news. I mean, you're bearing the lead about us even more. It's still about us. We're just talking about us now. Well, speak, do we want to get our news out of the way now before yeah, we get into not? the Downton? Yeah, why not? What are we waiting on? Well, I th- uh, the Downton news, which I guess will come after our... Yeah, our news. So we got show show four show show four right. Technically show five if you count Pride and Prejudice. What are you talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about now. <laughs> we got we're starting a new venture next week. Oh, I wasn't talking about that at all. We are not on the same page. <laughs> I don't know what news you were talking about, but there there was a website that was ranking podcasts for some reason. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's get that. Let's let's do that. <laughs> we got we got some new we got some beats to hit today. Yeah. yeah. So, um, what is that? Jeez, I feel terrible. I'm going to pull it up right now. It is, um, I put it on our Facebook page. I shared it. We yeah. were listed as one of the top 20 television British TV podcasts by beststartup.co.uk. Of this year, of 2021. Of 2021. So that's, uh, out of the blue. Yeah. We, we welcome people calling us out i don't know how they found us or what they did to do that but well thanks <laughs> yeah hold on let me let me pull up the name of the 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 gentleman that compiled this list because he sent us an email and i appreciate that mark anderson so that's uh out he's the outreach guy at best startup.co.uk appreciate the the feature we are what what are we we're like number three on the list we're pretty high up there yeah, and it's not alphabetical order, and it's not really ranking them. You just had us third, so we appreciate that. And given how in sync Dave and I are today in terms of running things down, we really earned that spot. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Hey, you know what? We did double-duty Patreon last night. Okay. It's a holiday weekend. I'm going away. I got a lot on the brain. I tried to buy a tent at Walmart, and it wasn't at Walmart. We got a lot going on. I got a lot going on, man. You tell so me. So do you. Man. Hey, hey. 
got a lot. <laughs> but so that that was a, a, a nice piece of news. Okay, so the John Abbey, C. Count. Let's talk about some Down Abbey then. And then do and then tell them what show four is. Well, yeah. Why would we want to spoil show four so quickly? To prepare, people need to watch the show. Well, let's talk about Downton for a second. <laughs> okay, fine. We got some some behind the scenes stills of season movie two. Yeah, it, it Mary, uh, you know uh, Michelle Dockery and uh, Hugh Dancy on the set, and he looks like he's scowling or curmudgeonly. His pants look really high. I don't know. I don't know about this Hugh Dancy character in it. Yeah, and she looks great. Mary looks great. Yeah, of course. Hugh Dancy, big fan. Haven't yeah. really seen him out of Hannibal, mm-hmm. so I, I don't know what to things. expect. I know he's been in a lot of things. I haven't seen him in a lot of things, but yes, yeah. I'm, I'm curious. I, I will hold my. Ju- I, I trust. They're starting to look a little older, though. They don't look quite as young. Well, I mean, we see the older folks. They're definitely showing their age. So, yeah, there, there's it looks to be like photos of some big gathering going on for, for mm-hmm. the movie. So we don't know what it is. Maybe it's the wedding that we're all hoping we'll see, but who knows? Yeah, maybe it's. Maybe it's Baxter and Mosley's big day. I hope so. I hope it is. Uh, I, hope, I hope for the sake of Baxter, the or Baxter Mosley, the man, mm-hmm. he gets married. If if not to Baxter, to somebody because this I hope he gets her pregnant. I would love to see Mosley. I, I mean, I think he might be a child. little too old. <laughs> I, I would love to see him so flustered at having to change diapers and stuff. That that's just comic. That's comedy right there. This older man all of a sudden is, has a child, and what does he do? He doesn't know. <laughs> That that would be so. I mean, good. sure. I guess I'd take it, but I mean, Mosley Mosley doesn't work at the house anymore, so yeah, he's definitely a little higher up in the in the community. I think at this point, especially if we're years removed from movie one. I mean, Baxter's there, so that that'll be his reason at least to show up around the oh, house. He better show up. He better Absolutely. show up. Uh, I know we've spe- was... we've done plenty of speculation about this movie already. Yeah. So is that all we want to talk about this week with Dallin? For, is there any anything else to news? talk about? No, because you were hyping it up so much, and I thought I missed something. But no, I guess we all saw it. we're on the same page. Yeah. No, no yeah, I, I just wanted to, to tell our listeners what to expect next week before we get into the meat of the episode. All right, well, let's tell them, Dave. Tell them. We we bounced ideas around, and mm-hmm. we know with there there were some very meaty ideas that were yeah. thrown our way that sound sound very enticing. Huge undertakings. Huge undertakings, and movie two is coming out at Christmas. Yeah. So we don't want to dive into something and then cut it off halfway through or whatever to dump, jump back into some doubt and coverage for yeah. movie two because we're going to need to revisit the movie the first movie some mm-hmm. supplemental material some more previews there's going to be a trailer we're going to have to talk about right we, we so, need something to keep us cool for the summer yes and and i think what we're watching is going to line up just pretty much the bulk of the summer if we take a week or two off for vacation and that yeah. show if you got Netflix for The Crown and for The English Game and you've kept your subscription waiting for the Lord to grant them to pick a new show on Netflix, mm-hmm. is Bridgerton. Yeah. I mean, true to form, we come to shows like The Crown and Downton way too late after the fact. You know, people are kind of done talking about them. That's what we do here. We wait things to, for things to blow up, simmer down, and then we come back to them. So we know Bridgerton was all the talk of earlier this year and back in January and December. Now is the time for us to watch it. <laughs> well, the, I, I think the one thing that we do, and I, I was talking to some people at work about doing the podcast on Bridgerton, and they said, oh, so you're just going to watch it this weekend? I said, oh, no, I'm going to watch one episode a week. Yeah. And they said, huh? A slow really? drip. So, That's how we do. I think we are we are in the right zone as far as um, 
I, th- I think if people want to go back to Bridgerton the way that some of our fans have gone back to Downton, there you, you go. want to keep there keep you, you know the evergreen status. This podcast will will live on forever, which is another reason why we need these this this ad money to come in because <laughs> keeping 150 plus episodes in the world is not free. No, no, it doesn't, so, it doesn't come free. So that's what that's. I'm excited. How do you feel before we even go into it? Um, I'm curious. I mean, I've heard a lot of things about it, so I'm I'm very curious to see what all the hubbub is about. Some really. hardcore Lords of Grantham fans are not the biggest fans of some of the stylistic choices in Bridgerton, but I think that maybe they'll appreciate our commentary on it. Though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's what you came here for, because God knows yeah. there are more expert expert scholars in Downton elsewhere. So yeah, let's so get without further ado. Yeah, it's been season three, minutes. episode one. It was a good ten minutes, though. It was an important ten yeah, minutes. For it, Lord it, of the yeah, very important. It's uh, spring nineteen twenty. It's uh, yeah. This is a big episode. Uh, Daisy is seen riding a bike at the top of the episode. How long do you think she's known how to ride a bike to that point? Daisy the human who taught her how to yeah. ride a bike. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I'm wondering about. She doesn't really know her parents that well. Well, I think she's probably. I, I feel like uh, Mosley might have taught her in the yard. Do you think by season six she's forgotten how to ride a bike? Just the way the retcon her characters would not be as intelligent as she seems to be in earlier seasons. I don't know if riding a bike has anything to do with intelligence, but I wouldn't be shocked. Okay. Let's bring it back in movie two. Let's let's ask let's ask John C how he feels about mm. Daisy. Yeah, we can cover this plot line. Get through it really quick. Yeah, Daisy, another stupid plot with Daisy. <laughs> I kind of like this plot with Daisy because it's not her pleading and complaining like she usually is. She's just sitting here protesting that she hasn't gotten a raise. Wonderful. Then does she get raised, Dave? No. <laughs> and there you go. That's the plot of this episode. Just Daisy pouting, pouting. Uh, and then she comes. And way. then she comes off the bench at the end of the episode and realizes that she's not going to get her way. Yeah, I do like that. Pat Moore uh, says, "Has uh, Daisy been swapped with her uh, evil twin? Maybe she has. Maybe we we don't know. Maybe there mm-hmm. is, this is Daisy's evil twin." That's a very strong potential. That would be a, a a real zinger for Julian to throw some prestige level stuff going on. That would be kind of terrifying to think that Daisy has an e- evil twin because she. I mean, if she has like darkness around her eyes, she looks she looks scary sometimes, Daisy. So I could see that being a scary thing if she had an evil hey, twin. I guess so. Uh, That's but what other? Well, she she's there's new company downstairs. Yes, because uh, O'Brien says she has a cousin looking for work. Mm-hmm. And it is none other than our boy, Alfred. Yeah. So Alfred shows up, and he's tall, and that's the gimmick. And it's funny, because they're not really even looking for help necessarily, it seems like. It's just like, well, yeah, just no, bring they, him in. They are, because Bates is in prison. Right. That's true. Although, you know... But he's here, a valet, and, and Alfred is a second footman. Yeah. Or, or, so I uh, so I'm assuming Barrow gets the bump to be the valet for to, to Matthew or because because uh, Mosley is poking around asking for job or asking Matthew you know what's going no happen I, I, isn't Barrow I, this this is where context is killing us Barrow is now working with Robert because he's taking Bates' job because Bates is in jail right that's correct and the the Mosley issue is that Mosley just wants job security. Mm-hmm. So, yes, so Alfred is here to effectively take 
Sparrow spot as a footman. And Right, correct. And even though O'Brien recommends him, she sort of does so without talking to her best friend. And her best friend, Mr. Thomas Barrow, is not not the greatest, uh, not the most accommodating co-worker to Alfred. Mm-hmm. But he's also not outwardly mean to Alfred. I think he just has bigger fish to fry at this point in his Right, head. he's just not going to regard him. He's just like a, he's an oaf. He notices it just as much as the audience notices it. Like, I'm just not going to deal with this guy. And and O'Brien is already not thrilled at Barrow for this sort of behavior. Not embracing him. I do like that mm-hmm. before they hire him, Carson's like, I don't want a hobbledy knob. And hobbledy boy. Alfred, hobbledy boy. And Alfred is very much a hobbledy boy, I think. <laughs> Whatever That's, that is, uh, exactly. He, yeah. You ever hear some British slang that you don't know what it means, but you look at Alfred and you say, "That's him." Yeah, and they do get a lot of mileage out of him being so tall when he's like serving the dowager, and she asks him, "Are you really this tall?" (laughs) Uh, he just looks so odd, you know, fitting in here. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, he he messes up a little bit on his first night on duty, to which Carson reprimands him, and everyone's like, "Whoa, whoa, Carson! This is his guy's first day. Okay, Mm -hmm. let's go easy on the man." Uh, and that's pretty much it. He, he's just there, you know, right? Mm-hmm. Is that yeah, all he just, <laughs> I mean, yeah, right, right? Basically, he just sort of... Sta- and he, he does make some comments about food. So we're sowing mm-hmm. the seeds of him wanting more. Baking. The one thing that I find funny, though, about just this introduction to Alfred is that... You know, he, he comes in through O'Brien. O'Brien exits the series on, on her own, you know, accord to go work for, uh, you know, the people in the Highlands. I can't remember their names now, but she's going to go to Africa and, you know, serve them. Doesn't even really say goodbye to Alfred or anything. She's just gone. Alfred leaves. He makes no reference to O'Brien. It's like you can clearly tell that they want to do more between these two, and they do a little bit in the season, but by the end of the, each of these character story arcs, it could be further from the point that they knew each other at all it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter it's so funny yeah this is uh this is this is very vince mcmahon booking like they're not related and and it's we we know they're related but i think in the introductory scene or the scene where o'brien references having a nephew she says mm-hmm. it's my sister's son to emphasize the closeness right this isn't like some long lost person He's that i know cousin. This, yeah this no nephew is that how that works Oh yeah, nephew's yeah, not a cousin. The <laughs> sisters. Not, man, I don't keep track of this stuff. I have a small family. Uh, yeah, so Alfred is her is O'Brien's like close relative. It would be like mm-hmm. if your brother had a kid or if my brother had a kid. Right. That's effectively I, I that, yeah. yeah yeah. Uh, we do have an update on Anna and Bates. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we get our first glimpses of, of Bates in jail on this episode. All the, by himself. The, I I don't remember loving the the composition of the shots of the jail. They do it's very like Nolan esque the way that the the colors are just like the bright light shining through and just beams. It's very the, the, wall, the walls are closing in on Bates. You know, <laughs> you know that it's going to get them. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean we see back at the house that Barrow is surprised that they held on to the house together, and uh, you know Carson's like we think Bates is an innocent he's a wrong man in this household and Barrow's like he got convicted of murder like that's not a good look <laughs> yeah I'm not wrong I'm not wrong here and he's just saying it's funny that he's held onto this house you know 
He has yeah. every right to, Barrow. And Anna is like, Anna goes to visit. Mm-hmm. And I guess her and Mrs. Hughes like rummage through Vera's cottage mm-hmm. and find her diary. And Bates is like, oh, she wrote in her diary about how she was going to kill herself. Yeah, they find like a letter that incriminates her. Mm-hmm. Well, regard. Like, not quite incriminates her, but he says like find deal with every correspondence mm-hmm. in this diary until you find some line. Yeah, and yeah, that would he, be like that would be like if somebody in one of our lives that we had scorned or had a bad relationship mm-hmm. with us, you know, you had the opportunity to redeem it, and I was like, dude, you got to go through my whole Twitter feed and get all the app messages and find out <sighs> what the beef is. I'll just be like, that's a big ask. There, you're gonna be in there for a while, Matt. <laughs> You'd be like, okay, enjoy prison. Yeah, actually, it wouldn't be that hard because you can actually download an Excel file of all your tweets. And then you can just find search and like. I well, this is uh, this is what 19, 1920, Did we say right? A little bit different than just uh, hundred and one years ago. Yeah, um, and in a separate visit with Anna, he also tells her to go off and live her life and go do things and stuff. And it's just like, come on, man, you can't have it both ways. Like have her helping you out here and then telling her to go you know live her life it's not fair to her well i think he knows he's in this for the long haul and that's only a short trip a couple of weeks a month we already see he's getting along just great with the debuting craig, craig. <laughs> i like i like how this confrontation just kind of kicks off where um bates is like i didn't do it and so craig is he just says oh you're just coming off as pious aren't you and it's like no this guy actually believes he didn't do it and he tells Craig, don't push me. <laughs> he says, I'm warning you. Yeah, it's a fair warning. Uh, we know there's good times in store here. I, honestly, watching these scenes, it made me wish, like, why didn't we just get a spinoff season of Bates in prison? I would have watched entire episodes of Bates' life in prison. It's yeah. so captivating. I mean, I think this is Coyle at his coiliest. His most coiled. Oh, yeah. He's ready to spring. And he he does. Event, not, not eventually, like in the next episode or two. Yeah, and I, I just love this theory that imagine uh, you get a cellmate and the cellmate's like, "Now you're you're guilty, dude." And he goes, "No, no, I'm innocent. I swear." And he's like, "No, you're guilty." And he says, "Look, shut up, or I'm gonna beat you up." <laughs> like, don't, a, wouldn't you wouldn't you want to get along with the person you live with instead of just being a curmudgeon immediately? <laughs> sometimes you just get a feel there's no chance for any, you know niceties <laughs> that's going to hey, be and like, like we've discussed in the past we really don't know what craig has done no not at all neither durant really you know well durant's just a crooked cop he's just a we don't know what he's done that's true that. we don't really <laughs> i don't care about durant durant's durant's not the one his his ethics are in question but there's no rap sheet on him yeah i think that covers a lot of what's going on downstairs i mean we touched on it Mosley is asking Matthew what's going to happen to him once he moves into the big house. And Matthew's like, well, you get to take care of Mother. And it's like, huh? Yeah, him and Mrs. Bird. Yep. And and, then and, also, he said, and not only that, he says he wants to live simply. Yeah. That's not going to happen. I mean, that's what everyone dreams about in Downton, about like, oh, I'll, I'll stay true to myself. Not true to Matthew, really. Not true to Branson. <laughs> like you, mm-hmm. you, Once people like are shoehorning things on you, it's like, you know, I could get used to this real quick. Yeah, and I think that's like the Branson plots we see in the end with with mm-hmm. uh, Jane as well as with um, uh, Braithwaite, right? That's who we dealt with last time. Yeah. And and he he's like, I love these people. This is my life. These people dress me. Do you know how yeah. nice that is? <laughs> they put my and, clothes on for me. 
while we're on that, do we want to just segue into to Branson? Well, I mean, let's just take one side piece the story because it deals with downstairs with Branson. Is just someone has to dress him because he comes to visit, and Carson and Bear are both like, "Not me. I am not putting clothes on that man." And then I forget who says it. Why don't you have? Or no, Hughes comes in. She's like, "Why don't you just have Alfred put the clothes on him?" And they look at each other like, "Yeah." Like, let's just like, throw it to that. <laughs> I would love to see six foot one Alfred putting clothes on his Branson below him. It's so like Shawn Michaels and Diesel. <laughs> just imagine him like trying to put the pants on. It's like his first day, he puts on the pants on backwards. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. He lifts them up by the pants. And... <laughs> <laughs> he actually accidentally brings his own clothes up, and it's just like six foot one clothes on on Branson. <laughs> oh, his no, pants I'm just sorry, fall down. Hey, <laughs> yeah. I like how we, we, we are like on the book as not being the biggest fans of Alfred, but he's infinitely talk aboutable. Oh, there's untapped comedy potential there. I, I mean, just look at him. He just looks like a clown. Br- brief, I, brief offshoot. How many times I don't does he say, I, I'm sorry, sir? He says it all the time. I'm sorry, sir. So the, this actor, Matt Milne, plays, mm-hmm. plays uh, Alfred. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at his Instagram right now, and I don't know if it's official. Yeah. But he... John C. looks like a social media master next to Matt Milne. How many does Matt Milne have? 47. No, it can't be him. Double... And there's a post from February. No. I refuse to think that Alfred... Because there's so many... If you follow these down Abbey Instagram accounts, they follow all the actors that are on that show. Yeah, this I guess it's not him. But it's it got a post of a dog on February twenty okay, second. Nothing, man. You need okay, to do I'm some just saying, harder I'm research just here before you share this kind of news with our listeners. You can't just go out All and right. freely say. Lord of Grantham Hive, Matt Milne actor on Instagram. Let's suss him out. Sure. Let's get okay. him booted. Smoke him out. Yeah. It's like the art, <laughs> the role playing accounts that used to block us on Twitter back in the day. Yeah, yeah. The old Jimmy account that was friendly to us and then they didn't want <laughs> and then to turned hard us. on us. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so, so there's some drama because Sybil and Brand, well, Sybil wants to be at the wedding. Mary wants mm-hmm. Sybil at the wedding, yeah. but Robert is too proud, mm-hmm. and and the controversy around Branson is is a little stinky in the town. They don't want to bring that evil, that that gossip to town, but yeah. some people do. Obviously, Mary does. I think. Cora does, and she's not so shy it's about family. it. family, at the end of the day. It's family. Yeah, it's family. And, and lo and behold, they do show up. Yep, they do show up after they've received the money. And and mm-hmm. I think this is this story could have been told a little more eloquently, because I think it's like a third of the way through the episode that Mary's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, I got a letter that, that Sybil and Branson were coming. You could have increased the drama infinitely if they just showed up. Yeah, like out of the blue. You know, like how in they that show. in in like the scene after, in the the narrative structure where Mary says, "Oh, I hear they're coming," mm-hmm. we don't know where the money came from. If they just show up and say someone sent us tickets, that's the same amount of drama plus a surprise. I would do what you want better. You know what you do is they don't even tell you they're at the house. It's just one of the maids or someone is just opening doors in the house. They open the door. There's shirtless Branson right there, and he's like, "Oh, don't look at me." Women go crazy. People are shocked that they're back. You're giving the audience what they want. Just saying. I suppose. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> that there, there's the Lord Grantham there. cut. We're going. We're, we're going the Snyder route. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
anyways, oh yeah, they roll up, and uh, Carson makes it known he's not crazy about them being there. Uh, Barrow is, does not want a thing to do with them. Because this guy was them, and he's leveled up, and he ran away <laughs> with one of the family members. It's just, it seems scandalous, you know? Yeah, it's there's really not much to to discuss here because I kind of I'm I'm on Carson and Barrow's side in a lot of ways. I would be annoyed too. Yeah, like who is this guy to like come in and, and you know lord over us <laughs> from such humble beginnings? Uh, yeah, let and alone not even that, just humble beginnings. This guy's a, a loud garbage man in a lot of ways. In their opinion, he's a ra- I, he's a, a socialist. Yeah, he's a radical, and I think they kind of go soft on that a little bit too because. You just know there's a little bit of prejudice there against Irish people that just goes unspoken, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> And then we lean heavy into that at dinner, where right. Branson is, has not brought any sort of formal wear. Yeah. And the first dinner, he sort of gets into it with, with Robert and everyone about the oppression of the Irish in that time. And well, the, you, you see it with Carson not even lowering the plate all the way for him to pick food off of it. Yeah, yeah. And... <laughs> That's uh, not great. It's not a, not a really good uh, look for him, especially given the room. At one point he says, would it be a problem for you to be ruled by the German Kaiser, to which Carson crushes like a glass in the oh, background? Yeah. You just see his hand. He's like Bill Goldberg. His, his tendons are torn up. He's, yeah. Are you okay, Carson? Yes, as blood drips from his hands. Yeah. Um, and then after dinner, Brans- Branson has the, the balls to go downstairs. Let's say hello to everyone, which I understand. You know, he worked with them. I, I I get the urge to see former coworkers. Why not? Yeah, but he's definitely uh, he's definitely not not a. It's not a great. He doesn't know. He has no finesse at this point. Yeah, he's an outsider. And then there's a scene, and I want to. I think I'm, we might have talked about this the last time we did this episode, all those mm-hmm. years ago, where him and and Sybil are in, are in bed together, and she's like, "You got to stop talking about Ireland." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "It's what I believe in. I'm gonna talk about what I believe in." And you're you're my wife now, and I feel like I'm still picking up some creep vibes from him. He seems very like possessive. Yes, very. He's like you're my wife. Like you need to respect what I'm doing here. Like she's she's like, can't you just play this game? And he he's like, I won't play this game for you. I won't do this for you. Yeah. Still, lack of finesse. It's a shame that we don't get to see truly happy, established Branson and Sybil. Because I feel like he grows into such a full character. He softens up in a lot of ways, you know? Like, here he's just so passionate about the things he believes in, and it it makes it hard to, like, root for him because he's just not an agreeable guy, necessarily. He's a one-trick pony, kind of. Right. As much as he he wooed uh, Sybil and succeeded, and then people love that, I don't know. It's it's not the the best of ways, as as we have covered in this podcast. Not the best of ways he did it. But he's got it. And... Uh, okay, so I will pose this question to the listeners of the Lords of Grantham. We <laughs> pose this question at large. <laughs> yeah, no, no, just the ones that are fans of this that are in you know half an hour in. Um, we asked this a couple weeks ago with Bates and said, "What's the what's the attraction to Bates?" At this point in season three, so what is this 2013, 2012? Yeah, uh, September twenty twelve. When is is Branson? Are you are you in on Branson, ladies? Or are you like, okay, this guy's a little weird? 
I think it's once Matthew's gone, he, he becomes the guy. Just from my perspective, he becomes the guy that that people latch to. But okay, well, I didn't ask you. I asked the listeners right. of the, the podcast. Sorry, uh, yeah, I don't listen to this podcast. That's true. Uh, we do see some bonding though between Matthew and Branson, where uh, Branson's about to hit up a pub to deal with you know his woes, and uh, uh, Matthew's like, "Come on, man." You don't have to do that. We're brothers-in-law, uh, pretty much, right? So uh, let's just uh, hang out instead. <laughs> yeah, which I like. Then, I like. I like to see them growing up. Yeah, Matt, Matthew and Branson is another another potential great relationship that again would have thrived in a post-civil world if Matthew, mm-hmm. uh, if our if our boy Dan Stevens didn't up and leave. Right. If he didn't have a life. Uh, so I guess on the same, there is the great scene where where he goes to. Isabel's house, mm-hmm. and he says, "You called me," and and the dowager and Isabel have sort of hoodwinked Matt uh, uh, Branson and are getting him some some tales, and he's yeah. he's like, "I don't like what you're doing," and they're like, "Well, shut up, we're doing it," <laughs> yeah. which is put on these clothes. One of I think a great scene as far as establishing that these people really do have the best intentions. They're not trying to like mm-hmm. warp this guy; they're trying to sort of save him. From himself, yeah, yeah, you know, making a clown of himself, and then Alfred walks in the room and starts to try and strip Branson, and Branson's like, "What are you doing?" And he, Alfred's like, "Whoa, yeah." So this yeah. this scene takes place before okay, the dinner, he, the second dinner, after the dinner, because he's wearing just the plain old suit at the dinner, right? Oh, right. Well, there's a second dinner, right? Yeah, the second dinner where we get a great introduction to Lord Martin. Is it a great introduction? I think it's a great introduction. I think he does. I think he owns the scene. I, I didn't okay tell me how he owns it okay so we get Sir, Sir Anthony is there but mm-hmm. who Edith has bumped into and stepped into his car out of the blue Edith is very forward yeah. with this 55 year old man <laughs> why wouldn't she be she gets into his car and she says you gotta come over you're coming so mm-hmm. then we find out Larry Gray is gonna be at this dinner and we know Larry, Larry Gray at the hots for Sybil and he's probably gonna make things difficult for Branson yeah so Anthony sees um uh, Larry Gray put mm-hmm. something in his drink, in Branson's drink. And then we see Branson at dinner, like with flop sweat, like <laughs> covered in sweat, being belligerent, screaming about Ireland. And Larry mm-hmm. Gray's having the time of his life. And Anthony's like, I saw you put something in his drink. That's why he's doing this. I, I love the way they, they, they show that too in the episode where he, Anthony's just like, hey, what's that? And we don't know what he's talking about. And then the scene mm-hmm. just moves on. It's like, Huh. All right, Michael Anthony. <laughs> and I like the I like the the scene. His, his uh, he says, "Oh, I believe he's put something. He's suggesting that he put something in his drink." And then yeah. the the dowager's like, "Like drink." Mm-hmm. And it's you know Anthony puts him on blast, and he kind of owns up to it. And then Larry Gray kind of gets snippy with Branson, and Lord Merton's like, "Shut up, boy. <laughs> yeah. You apologize, and where." You you are done, and I think considering Lord Merton's kind of a, a, a background character at this point, there's no need to put that emphasis on him shutting his son up for his own dignity. But he does. So the issue I have with that is we don't get a proper introduction to Merton. Our proper introduction is literally him shouting down his son. We don't even get a moment to under, understand who he is in the context of this like you know town and, and yeah, all, universe. All, all we need to know is connect that the he line has a bad to son. his. No, we need to connect the line because we know he has a bad son because that's established that Larry Gray so has the hot for So he's a bad father is all we know at that point. But I, I think we need... 
because we find we know that he's Mary's godfather. That's established in the earlier scene. Mm-hmm. But we that, need that's why he's through. we need the scene where you know Edith is introducing Sir Anthony to everybody and says, "This is Lord Merton, Mary's godfather." And that is think, all we need, in my opinion, to set the scene up a little bit more. Yeah, I just think they they fumble the ball. If this is like supposed to be our introduction to a huge character down the line, uh, I mean, so he shows up in this episode in season three, episode one, but he doesn't reappear until the next season, uh, season four, episode eight. And so we're supposed to remember from all the way back that one time he shouted down his son in one scene. That's tough. I don't, I don't think we necessarily need to remember that because when we're reintroduced to him, we're not like, hey, remember this guy? It's like, oh, no, no this is a, another dignitary. It's but that, I'm just making the point that when you say it's a great introduction to Merton, I disagree. I think it's just kind of a weird, like, huh, Merton's in this, and he doesn't have much to do. Odd. <laughs> that's my, my reaction well, that, to that's, it. Well, that's also a retrospective. That's knowing what he becomes. Okay. But I think I think if you were to just take this at face value, that he's a stand-up guy, I think. He I doesn't think take his son's side. Value. You just want to think about it again until he sh- appears again in season four. It's like, I guess he may have shown up once. Yeah. I do yeah. like that he tells his boy to, to quiet down and, and sit, just shut, shut up. <laughs> it is, and it the is big, a good reprimand. The big exclamation point of this scene is that Matthew stands up and says, I want him to be my best man. And the whole room is like, oh! That guy? But the funny part is, he's still Francis drugged. Fa- yeah, he's still he's like, flop sweat. totally messed up, <laughs> covered in sweat, dressed like a bum. I, th- I think <laughs> they need to take the scene to like an extra level where he just kind of vomits on himself. Just, blah, 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 blah. It's just, <laughs> just a little spittle jacket. comes out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah, a little spittle. <laughs> That's your best man? <laughs> this belligerent drunk? Yes! Or just have Alfred carry him upstairs. That would be great. Just have Lurch come in and put him in his fireman's carry and bring him upstairs. <laughs> yeah. Tuck them in. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's... that's Freedom alone <laughs> nighttime story. <laughs> and he's a decent best man. They were, we're not really given much. No. Uh, yeah, I mean, why not? Who, who else? I mean, it's not like Matthew interacts with many other men on the show, so he doesn't have any options. That's true. That's true. Um, and I guess just to cu- keep talking, Sir Anthony, Edith and Sissy comes to the wedding, and, and mm-hmm. so this plot is, this ball is rolling down the hill. I was surprised he was still in the show this late in it, but it's like, oh yeah, I guess this know, is this is the season. This World is his time. Yeah. yeah, for a few more episodes at least. Yeah, uh, and moving on. Uh, Cora's mother's in the visit. Yeah, Shirley MacLaine, Martha Levinson, and she's just spitting, you know, heaters, you know, just barbing mm-hmm. with the dowager, and that's pretty much all she does this episode. Yeah, and I forget she goes. She has a little run. She's here for an episode or two. Right, she sticks around. And she, she's great. All she does is just just bar, you know, duel with the dowager. It's great. It's a, yeah. it's a fun I little. Mean, we see one scene where it was Isabel, the dowager, and uh, Cora and Sybil are playing a card game, probably like Pinochle or something in her cribbage, and it's just like, man, I wish Sherilyn McLean was playing that game with them. That'd be fun to see. She doesn't seem to have much patience. She keeps harping on the fact that they're traditionalists and she's some sort of progressive and... Part of me is is like yeah, she's probably pretty traditionalist in a lot of her ways too. She doesn't seem that progressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think we need to get to the the two big intertwined plots of this episode now. Yeah, the wedding being the, one and uh, the money Robert's, being the other. Yeah, but it plays into each other, and it, we can just mm-hmm. start slow rolling this by talking about uh, Matthew receiving a letter uh, from uh, from a, a, a Reggie Swire. Lavinia's father 
Yep. Lavinia, what a name, Lavinia Swire, and her father Reggie. You oh, know Reginald. Reg, yeah, he's Reginald, but we call him Reggie. Reg. He's pop, Papa Reg to <laughs> to Matt. Yeah. So he's made a list of possible heirs, and Matthew was listed third. Mm-hmm. The others have died or are difficult to trace at the moment, and yeah, apparently... one is definitely dead, and one yeah. is probably dead. Yeah, and we know this gets strung out for a few more episodes, where it's like we haven't found the body yet, so. <laughs> Don't it's a very Michael Gregson situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but as we hear, it's a lot of money that he's being left. Mm-hmm. Which is important. Why, Dave? Because uh, Robert put all his money in, in the Canadian Railway? Yeah, all of it. <laughs> and who do we get to see? What's the what's the lawyer's name? Uh, it's uh, it's uh, Murray. Yeah, they go to see Mr. Murray, mm-hmm. and he he's like, "Dude, he put it all in there." And I like how Robert, Robert says, "Like, why did we invest so much? You you demanded that we do. You insisted on it." <laughs> I mean, that's Murray passing the buck, man. Yeah, I, I, but it's funny because I mean, Robert makes a good point. You know, like you talked about a huge expansion of rail. Why are we to believe that there this wouldn't continue? And then Murray just gives them the news like well the owner died and the people who took it over aren't as smart as the the guy who ran it and that's why you gotta diverse, diversify your bonds you know mm-hmm. and that's robert some... yeah. robert's like he's in this haze when he says hire alfred and when he sees alfred he's like who okayed this and they're like you he's like oh, oh. yeah he keeps wringing oh, his hands yeah, about yeah. <laughs> he keeps wringing his wrists about all the money spending like when he hears that sybil and uh uh whatchamacallit branson arrived he's like who paid for this <laughs> i not me he's like walking around this giant me. mansion with gold and, and and paintings and artifacts everywhere he's like ha ah, i need to pinch all my pennies uh, yeah uh and we didn't mention it but it was revealed that the dowager did invite sybil and branson because family's important mm-hmm. and great moment her, for the dowager you- great dowager moment yeah, why'd you keep it secret? And she's like, I don't know. Because <laughs> she didn't want it drama. She didn't want that. She just wanted them to be there. I like the idea that maybe just Julian forgot to have a reason, so he's just like, yeah, I don't know. He's just... <laughs> Who cares? Well, everyone thinks Isabel there. did it because yeah. that would be the on-brand thing for Isabel to do. But absolutely, it's fun to see that the Dowager's like, no, it was me. It was me yeah. all along. Yeah, it's a nice moment. I appreciate that. That you know, she actually cares about the family being there. Uh. But yeah, so the, the it's all of Cora's fortune that he's really invested. <laughs> See, because that's all that we know for a fact that Cora is kind of the the reason Downton is still going in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he has trouble tell, telling Cora, but he he eventually lets on. You know, oh, he's crying. The boy's crying. He's lost all. He's lost all of it. And she even asked him like, "Why do you invest it in one enterprise?" And he's like, "I don't know. I'm not good at this." <laughs> He's like, I'm a, I'm a socialite. You think I know these things? Yeah, I don't know how to I'll put on a uniform and go out into the public. That's what I. That's my life. I'll, I'll go read some more about this Ponzi character, okay? <laughs> I think he mentioned Ponzi like two episodes down the line. Oh, yeah, he absolutely does. <laughs> He's like, everyone believed this Ponzi man would be great. Yeah. Uh, Cora reassures him, though. She's American. You don't have to worry about me. Hell yeah. But you do have to worry about this entire town that is alive because of my money. Right, because you employ all of them. Uh, it's funny though, because you you wonder like how self-sustaining Down is, and this is a good reminder of like, 
oh yeah, that's how they kind of keep their money going. Investments. How do all these rich people that <laughs> exist in the world continue to thrive? Mm-hmm. Investments. Uh, who knew? And uh, I, I do, though, I, you know, I said when we first watched this episode, I do like how the storyline raises the stakes. Like, you know, there's a lot of emotional stuff going on all these, uh, and, and down into essentially a soap. But the stakes are always kind of relatively low, and this this kicks it up a notch. Yeah, this is a big, big riddle, and I feel like the 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 Swire fortune becomes a really logical piece of of uh, a smoking gun. You know, like it's necessary. What do we? Where does this ethically fall for these people? Right. Uh, so, you know. Robert is uh, beside himself and he has to tell Mary because you know it's only fair that she knows what she's getting into with Matthew or what's coming down the pike and mm-hmm. uh, so he, he eventually lets her know and uh, that's when you know she asks Ro- uh, uh, Matthew about the money and essentially forces him and tells him like we need that money <laughs> give me that money she says you're a, it's, our, it's like a you're our savior and he's like no no you think I want to touch and I, and I think we need a little sympathy for Matthew in this moment because it's he, she died of a broken heart is what he's saying. This man, this man turns into a vampire after she dies mm-hmm. because he's so down on the fact that he thinks he caused this. He does. He straight up goes no, and all of his belongings start getting destroyed. Yeah. No, I. I it's funny because yeah, Mary gets really upset that he won't just say he's going to commit the money. I'm totally on Matthew's side in this scene. He only just learned about this inheritance, and you're telling him we need to put it all back in Downton because my dad lost all the money? That's a lot to put on a guy and make a decision mm-hmm. right then Absolutely. and there. Absolutely. Especially when he doesn't feel like he's beholden to this money. You know, He feels kind of like he's almost swindling them in some sense because he loves Lavinia, but he also is here with Mary at the end of the day, and you know, it just doesn't feel right necessarily. Similar to how Daisy felt with... You know, the pressure after Mr. Mason died. Or not Mr. Mason, mm-hmm. uh, William died. William, yeah. The pressure that Mr. Mason put on her. But So I, I don't feel any sympathy for Mary at all in this scene. I, I kind of find her a little bit petty in a lot of ways, not understanding what he's going through in terms of processing this. Mm-hmm. But, and it, it's to the point where there's some there's some doubt being cast about, is it, are these two meant to be? Or is this the kind of thing, where, is this the kind of, Disagreement that that speaks volumes to their future. Yeah, and who uh, decides to step in? Branson. Branson. He says, "I'll go handle this," and everyone's like, "Huh? I'm his best man. Come on." And what does What does he do? He handles it. He handles business. He says, "Look, these crawly girls, they ain't nothing to mess with, but we love them." Mm-hmm. Now, let's and even go. Anna gets some get some two cents in to, to Mary where she's like you know good men are, are they're not like a bus <laughs> you, uh, you can't expect them to come every 10 minutes great analogy thanks Anna that's why you're the MVP uh, and there's a really sweet scene here where Matthew you know reinforces how committed he is to, to Mary yeah he's like hey, look I don't want to talk about this money I want to get married I want to go to France Yeah. can we just do that please I'm not going to look at you now but I'm going to look at you a whole lot later. Oh, there's a lot of like the little dirty talk in this episode. It's very funny. He, yeah, he's like, I can't wait to, to get you out of them clothes. It's he's like, like are we really going to live in this house with your dad? Yeah. And she's like, is that weird? And he says, yeah, yeah. Don't you know where I'm from? The neighbors know my name. 
she's like, Phew. I don't think that's true. I don't think that that's a <laughs> true statement he could make. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, honestly, that's the crux of what's leading up to, to the wedding. There isn't too much like him and ha just like got to get everything in place there. Got to get the dress on and stuff. We, we There's the great, Ra- the reveal scene is, is an all time great down moment. Oh, where she's coming down the stairs for Robert. And it's not, it's not just for Robert. Carson is there. Oh yeah. And she yeah, doesn't yeah. seek Robert's approval first. She says like, how do, how do I look Mrs. Mr. Carson? Like that's the first mm-hmm. thing she says, which is, I think is a very, uh, very nice. And what's the word I'm looking for? Appropriate. And, earned moment that julian put in for carson because carson a lot of times is you know teeters on being a little too odd well i I mean we we see it when they're when the wedding's happening where he says he's so proud to be here and hughes sitting next to him is like i don't i wouldn't say proud (laughs) you know i'm happy for them (laughs) well hughes is always just the the realist yeah like calm down nothing's going to happen with you and mary carson (laughs) that's your look you you didn't go to you didn't go to the other to haxby house you Mm -hmm. you you're staying at Dallin. Yeah. But we do get a, yeah, cars everywhere. Amazing. Look amazing. And there's this, uh, the scene with the sisters where Sybil's like talking about love and, and Cora's making some little, you know, innuendos about the wedding night and stuff like that. And then mm-hmm. Edith says, love and position. Who could ask for more? And then she walks out. Yeah. And, and we also get the classic foreshadowing of how does Robert, you know, feel? How happy is he? He's so happy. His chest will explode, he says. That's a callback. He says, you think this Lord Merton guy is going to come back? Look at my chest. Yeah. I would have loved it. He says, he's so happy he feels indigestion now. (laughs) Just a little. (laughs) (laughs) Come back. Let's check back on this in a few years. It's like Red Dead Redemption. (laughs) It'll come back when it's necessary. (laughs) Yeah. Got a a little TV. Um, And there's a scene... so I think we, the wedding eh, happened. It doesn't happen on screen, mm-hmm. but as people are filing into the church, Mosley walks in and looks over at O'Brien. Mm-hmm. And there's a shared moment there that is not has no previous, you know. Well, I, I, I think it has to do with him like inquiring around the house. But since Alfred's there, I think that's what they're alluding to a little bit. I don't. I think. I think. I think. Julian had something in his pocket, a card that he never played. I don't, I don't think so, man. I, I don't, I don't think so with that. I think we so. Do, I we do, yeah. I don't know. What do you, what do you Mosley, think? Mosley doesn't inquire for a, a footman job. He wants to come over when Matthew moves in. He's not trying to to step on anyone's feet. I don't know. I don't know. I think he's just looking for any kind of job security. But he has um, job security. He's not going anywhere. I think it's such a well, yeah, a, working for the mom. But I think he wants to. I think his design was to work in Dallin. I thought that's yeah, how he envisioned I, himself. There's no conflict of interest with him and Alfred because they're two different positions. It's a it's a footman versus a valet. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, don't I know think it's that, a very strange about. decision for Julian to make. Yeah, I don't know. And strange decision also is we have this like little beef between, uh, or like they discuss at the beginning like why there's like two reverends or priests. The up archbishop there. and the vicar. It's yeah. it's so dumb and they and. And I think they're trying to make some sort of tradition versus uh, sort of, you know, a hometown wedding vibe. Yeah. And it's just, it's not brought back up again. It's not a disagreement that comes up again. That's just, just a thing. Um, and that's the Dalton doesn't much. like dwelling on religion, which is something that I no. appreciate. Yeah. 
I, and they don't dwell on this wedding at all, which I kind of find funny. It's so well remembered, but you think they'd give the audience a little bit more, considering how hyped and ex- excited people were to see them get married. You know, I remember. I think. I think the kids. last time we covered this, I said I, I kind of wish we saw the wedding, or I think I yeah. might have said in episode two, I wish we. And you said, Wait, why do we need to see the wedding? Yeah, I don't know. It is weird just watching it in a vacuum. Like you'd think you'd at least see them kiss, just knowing how much people love these two characters. Yeah, and and, and well, the, there's the great line where Matthew says, "I should hate to be predictable," and Mary says, "Oh, you showed up." Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's the episode. It's a good episode. Yeah, great episode. So much better than last week. Absolutely, uh, and we get the the some good quips in there from the Dowager. You know, when they ask her if she wants a cocktail, and she says those are too exciting for, for this early in the evening. And the robber's like, "Yeah, I agree. Give me another mai tai. <laughs> yeah, I need a couple Carson, two or three tonight. Give me one of these margaritas. Yeah. Hit me, hit me. I need to take a trip to Margaritaville." <laughs> Uh, yeah. Good, good episode. Yeah. So let's get to rankings. these power rankings. Who do you got going on the downside? Number three, I got Bates. He's in jail, and it's not looking good for him right now. Okay, that's fair. Right. Number itself. three, going down, I got Daisy. She she tries okay. to, to huff and puff and and get her away, and she doesn't. And instead of standing to her principles, she, she stands up and works. Yeah. Uh, number two, I got Larry Gray because uh, he gets shouted down and then everyone scolds him because he thinks what, what pill do you think he put in uh, Branson's drink I don't do know think, do you think it was like going to leave <laughs> like something like give him like relieve what, what exists in the 20s Tylenol uh, Advil he might just put more booze in the drink <laughs> just, you know maybe make it more boozy well number two I got I got Bates okay he's and, and I think one thing that needs to be said about Bates in prison at this point is his disposition is very positive. Mm-hmm. He never seems like he's he's fearing for anything. He seems very optimistic. And, and when he threatens Craig, he's like, look, I'm, a, I'm, I'm coming for you, man. Just like comp, sit, sit down and shut up. Because he's capable. He, he, he's, a, you know. He but every manage. time we see Anna, there's like we, when, I, when we say Brendan Coyle is the most coiled, he seems very happy. Like he, he seems is- happy to see his wife. He's a, it's in his face. He's a manager. And he can manage. And he's managing right now. <laughs> he, he's managing, but not, not all that great. He's got a lot of work okay. to do. And who's number number one, I think, is pretty clear. It's Robert. It's Robbie. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing, Robbie boy? <laughs> Where's the money, man? Yeah, you can't invest in one stock. That's just not how you, That's not sensible, man. You Even do when two, your wife man. tells you. <laughs> two. Yeah, just diversify. Three. Why Canadian only? Why not North America? Why not America, United States? <laughs> Well, Canada makes sense, I think. His explanation... Do Mexico. I mean, just come on. Just don't do one... Or do more than... Don't do just rail. Do boats. Yeah. Do cars. Yeah. Well, well, Dave, who's going up for you? I got Branson at three. Okay. Branson is... Comes in and he comes in hot and, and he's very rough around the edges. He's lacking that finesse, but still very understated that he, he, he scores civil. That's controversy. The whole town knows who this sure. dude is because of what he does, what he did. Mm-hmm. And then he winds up becoming a sort of hero of the episode where he convinces Matthew to sort of calm down, get your wits about, let's go. I think, and we see the dowager soften to him because she says she knows how important family is and Branson is now family. So yeah. I think it's important. Branson, Branson leaves the episode looking good. Okay. Well, number three, I got Michael Anthony. He correctly pointed out that uh, something was being slipped in Branson's drink, 
and he looks uh, he looks good for the moment to everyone. Like this guy's a winner. He is <laughs> older. Name is a Michael Anthony, not the bass player for Van Halen. Anthony, isn't it? Sir Anthony. Mike- you said Michael Anthony. What's his? No, it's I, Anthony Strawlin. Strawlin. Why do I keep? Calling? I said it this episode multiple times. Michael Anthony. I thought that was his first name. <laughs> no, he's not the bass player for Van Halen. <laughs> I thought he was. That'd be a great casting so, choice. Why not? Yeah. Sir Anthony Strong. Apologies to everyone who I offended by calling him the wrong name. Okay. I don't think people are offended. People no, People expect that from Number us. That's not part of our charm. Uh, Mary. Okay. It's pretty... She gets married. This is a big one for Mary because I think she she's humbled a bit by Matthew with the money. She's yeah. mature the way she's handling Robert. She doesn't freak out. This is, mm-hmm. this is definitely freak-out worthy, if you ask me. She holds it together, and, and I think she's in a good spot. I think this is a yeah. good good run for Mary right here. Okay. Well, number two, I got Tommy Branson, uh, for the reasons you described. You know, he comes to town, he gets sloshed, but I think he comes out looking like a winner as the, the best man, voice of reason to, to Matthew. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually think Lord Grey uh, drugging him actually, actually does favors for Branson, explains some of his behavior, maybe. So, you know, there mm-hmm. you go. All winning, you know. And yeah. he married Sybil, so he 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 leveled up. Yeah. Well, number one, it's not the two together. It's Matthew. It's it's absolutely Matthew. He's got all that money coming in, coming in the door. And, and we we he's getting the house. Yeah. And the proclamations of love he makes this episode. If you don't fall for him, I don't know how, how, what else he's got to do for you. Maybe you're you're turned off a little bit by you know his uh, his come ons to Mary, but the guy is in love and he lets you his know his come ons are very appropriate. So this dude is this dude waited through war, yeah, and he proposed he, to her and she said no. Like this is a guy who clearly has the the, the hots for her. This he's isn't paralyzed. just some, yeah. This is a man saying, "Look, again. give me give me my shot." Yeah, I want some more, please. Uh, yeah, this is Matthew's Matthew. week. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you for everything. Peaked, peaked really early in this uh, season. <laughs> Unfortunately, well, he's yeah. got a good he's got a good run, a bit of a run anyway. Yeah, he sticks around. <laughs> no, this is a great season for Matthew. Actually, I, I recall you know it saying, ends like, poorly, but that's the thing out of nowhere. But you know what are you gonna do? So, Dave, what what else you've been watching, man? Not much this week. It's been okay. a busy week. I haven't. I uh, haven't watched any Sopranos. I haven't watched anything, really. To my, you know, a couple movies for our movie club, but that's uh, that's a different discussion. So n- unfortunately, I can't I can't give any recommendations. How about you? What have you been watching, Corey? I wrapped up watching the Clone Wars, uh, the Star Wars animated show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of those things where like I watched it very periodically because I'm not good at ben- binging. But you start to get to like some of those later seasons, and they're clearly teeing up Revenge of the Sith, and it's like, oh man, we're going full speed towards that. I got to keep watching. I got to see mm-hmm. where this goes. And man, the show is so good. Like I, I know we have had a friend who's pitched this, pitched it towards us, and I, I've said this. He's pitched it the wrong way. He says it has the best star, uh, lightsaber battles, which we like to have more realistic people actually fighting. It's, it's hard. It's a hard sell to say animated, you know, stuff. Mm-hmm. All I say about Clone Wars is it's everything you like about Star Wars crammed into a weekly episode mm-hmm. and even more than the mandalorian it has all the weird era aliens that you're familiar with it has all the oddball characters like greedo showing up and stuff all these bounty hunters i i just there, what's not to love about this show and it's so easy to breeze through when well you know they do have jar jar episodes so just don't watch those don't watch episodes about uh, the do you watch the jar jar episodes no, absolutely not I, i'm like I'm, I'm good on that <laughs> i'm, I'm okay. not a child it, it helped me get through the show way quick 
I just watched all the stuff I needed to watch. And the finale, honestly, if you were to take the last four episodes and put them together as a movie, if we had to redo our rankings of the Star Wars movies, it would rank very high. It is so good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So now so. what? You're, are you, did you finish Bad Batch? Well, it's not done yet. They're releasing one episode a week. So I'm watching oh, that okay. as it comes out now. And uh, ready to start Star Wars Rebels. You know, I'm a child again. What's going on? I don't know. Cool. Are you going to start? <laughs> have you started Rebels? Or are you waiting for Bad not Batch yet. to finish? Uh, no, I'm gonna. I'm just giving myself some time because <laughs> binging takes a toll. I feel like I need to, need to breathe. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Well, speaking of taking time to breathe, we gotta. We're ta- we're letting down and rest for a little bit. Yeah. It's crazy. But it feels like forever ago that we did that. We finished the crown, but it's it really only does. been like a month it'll... and a half. Yeah. It feels like we've done enough Downton that we've we've done our deed for now. <laughs> You know. Yeah, we have some big plans for Downton going forward, and we'll definitely keep you y'all in the loop on that. And you know, keep following Johnsy, get those numbers up, and and the more mm-hmm. more buzz we can get around Young Peg, the more likely Young Peg will come to us. We'll see, we'll see. Uh, but until then, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter. You know where to find us: iTunes, leave a review if so choose. We have a website mm-hmm. now. We're out there. Indeed. And we'll catch you next time on the podcast.